Born down in a dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much. Till you spend half your life just covering up. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might have been. I'm Paul, and today we'll be combining two of the things I love most, debunking historical myths and Bruce Springsteen. More specifically, we'll be looking at the revisionist history surrounding one of his most famous songs, Born in the USA. Now let me be clear at the outset that I do not mean that the song contains revisionist history. It most certainly does not. But the people, including U.S. presidents, have attempted to change what the song means for their own purposes. On one level, of course, this misinterpretation could be nothing more than someone not understanding a song's meaning. That happens all the time. But when those in power intentionally distort the meaning of a song as popular as this for political gain, it falls squarely into the area of revisionist history. First, a little background for those of you who may not be familiar with the song, though I imagine that even younger non-Bruce fans will have heard it at some point. It's that ubiquitous. The album of the same name has sold over 30 million copies worldwide, after all. Born in the USA is the title track of the 1984 album of the same name. And if you consider only the title, the rousing chorus, and the American flag on the cover of the album, it's easy for a casual observer to conclude that it's a flag-waving, jingoistic, America-first anthem. The lyrics, however, paint a very different picture. Overall, the song is a scathing commentary on the return of American soldiers from the Vietnam War and the struggle and alienation they faced after arriving home. It paints a bleak picture of life for those veterans and many working-class people in general, in an America that simply wants to move on to the good times again. It easily could have simply been a great protest song that got little attention outside Springsteen's fan base. Instead, it became the most misunderstood anthem since Woody Guthrie's This Land Is Your Land, another song that means exactly the opposite of what the flag wavers would have you believe. Almost from the moment it was released, conservative commentators like George Will tried to claim the song for the Republican Party. And George Will is an intelligent enough man that he knew the real meaning. But the man who took this revisionism into the popular culture was none other than President Ronald Reagan, who was at the time running for re-election under the slogan, It's Morning in America. Though he had likely never heard the song, or any of Springsteen's music for that matter, At a campaign stop in New Jersey in September 1984, the president said this in his stump speech. Quote, America's future rests in a thousand dreams inside your hearts. It rests in the message of hope and songs so many young Americans admire, New Jersey's own Bruce Springsteen. And helping you make those dreams come true is what this job of mine is all about. End quote. Had he actually listened to the song, 
It's doubtful Reagan would have ever linked his administration to the message it contained, though ironically it described the America of the 1980s he was helping to create pretty well. Of course, when the President of the United States invokes your name, especially in a misleading way, you have to respond, which Springsteen did during a concert in Pittsburgh two days later. Introducing the song Johnny 99, a song about a man driven to crime after his auto plant job is eliminated, Springsteen said this, quote, The president was mentioning my name the other day, and I kind of got to wondering what his favorite album must have been. I don't think it was the Nebraska album. I don't think he's been listening to this one, end quote. And for those of you who don't know, the Nebraska album is an entire acoustic album that paints a very bleak picture of America in the early 1980s. Now, in spite of his quick response, though, the damage was already done. Millions heard the president's comment. A mere thousands heard Bruce's reply. And presidential candidates have misappropriated the song ever since. Most recently in 2016, when then-candidate Donald Trump added Born in the USA to his pre-rally playlist. It's no surprise Trump would reinvent the song's meaning to serve his own goals. He does that with almost everything. But it reinforced the false narrative about the song's meaning for a whole new generation of Americans, ones quick to latch on to simple soundbites without seeking any deeper meaning. And in an ironic twist, crowds at later rallies actually booed the song because of Springsteen's support for Trump's rival Hillary Clinton. One would like to think they did so because they disagreed with the song's bleak vision of America, which still holds true for far too many today. But they likely never listened to more than the chorus. Now all of this may seem like a tempest in a teapot to many of you, but it's not. Even our music, film, and books, maybe especially our music, film, and books, are part of our history. And twisting the true meaning of any of them distorts that history. The very fact that so many today consider songs like Born in the USA, This Land is Your Land, and Creedence Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Son to be, quote, patriotic songs, shows how far we have to go in battling for historical truth. Stay safe out there. Listen to music with an attentive ear. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.